In this podcast, we're talking about where to start in 2020 and the eight rules to massive success for this year. Coming up. Welcome to the Divine Hustle Podcast, where pursuing your God-given greatness in your faith, business, and relationships is what matters. Let's get into the show. Oh yeah, what's up? Welcome, Divine Hustle Tribe. Welcome to 2020. Happy New Year. Oh my goodness, this new year has been wild. It's been amazing so far. I hope you guys had a great break. I hope you guys had a great new year. I'm really excited. Whew, 2020, we've made it. Oh my gosh, we've made it through trauma. We made it through <laughs> success. We made it through storms. We made it through heartbreaks. We made it through a lot of things. A lot of things has happened over these past couple years and we're here in 2020 and we made it we survived 2019 and we are alive today in 2020 i'm so excited and i'm so filled with gratitude my heart is filled with gratitude and i just want to personally thank you for tuning in and listening and being on this journey alongside of me brit my family my friends and i'm just Stoke, thank you so much. You have made 2019 just incredible. Just you being on the other side of, of this podcast and, and online social media, building this community has been just so incredible. I, I just can't describe the gratitude I have in my heart for you just being with me and me being here for you hearing your journey we've had a lot of conversations off the podcast and in the dms and just excited to hear everything that god's doing in your life and it's just really cool and if this is your first time listening welcome to define hustle this is a podcast it's a community and it's all about pursuing your god-given purpose whether that's in your faith, your relationships, your business, your creativity. It's all about discovering and really just striving in your God-given purpose and what that is that that fuels you every single day. And, and I'm here, my name is John Mediana, your host, and I'm here to fuel you and to just really inspire and encourage you uh, throughout this journey. And in this podcast, we have you know friends of mine and uh, entrepreneurs, pastors, leaders, all type business people, all types of people on this show to help share their story and help share um, their wisdom and impart that to you. And it's really exciting. And some, you know, in some cases, I would love to have you on the show, you listening. I know that every person has a story and every person matters and every story matters. So it's important for me you know, to, to, and for divine hustle as we grow to listen to you and to be a part of your lives and, and really making sure that we're making a difference that we're, we're doing things that, that is encouraging you and, and that is bringing you hope. Um, so if there's any questions or you really want to connect with us, please check, like link up with us online, um, Instagram, 
and Facebook, wherever at Divine Hustle, divinehustle.com. Drop us an email at connect at divinehustle.com and we'll definitely connect with you. And if you want to get a touch with me, in touch with me, John Mediana, hit me up. Instagram, Twitter, I always hang out there. I just want to dive in real quick because this is a new day. We are in 2020 and I'm super, super excited. And today we're going to be talking about where to start in 2020. And I know I get it like every year we have like this resolution thing like we write down our goals. I've done this probably every single year since I can remember that I've written down my goals and what I wanted to do in the new year as a resolution and like I I do my best even if I know that it's not achievable. I like literally do my best to be like I'm going to just crush it. I'm going to check this list off and like it's going to be amazing and then couple weeks later I'm like I didn't have time it didn't fit in my routine I wasn't really you know I didn't really follow through and by December I'm like oh man where did that list go like I, I can't even find it so I know like resolutions just don't work and today we're going to talk about where to start in 2020 that that we got to get some perspective if we have perspective if you put on a lens that you can look through life that's going to give you a different type of perspective it's going to change the way you see the world so it's it's so important so crucial to take time and, and meditate and think about Per, uh, what lens you're using to see the world and the perspective that you see the world because sometimes we just hit those plateaus in life where you know you just don't see any change there's nothing happening you're kind of just going through life and you're you're just you're living like the walking dead like zombified you're just like you know, i just show up to work i make my pay i'm living paycheck to paycheck and nothing really is exciting like you're waiting for life to happen to you and you don't really have the mo mo motivation to happen to life and actually have a dream or a goal or, or you know like you're because of your circumstance and that's okay like that stuff is normal welcome to being a human being and you know we all go through it but i really just want to take this time in this podcast in this moment to open up a perspective and and help you kind of shape around the idea of what it means to be a human being what it means to have this opportunity to be alive in 2020 and we're gonna dive into um later on we're gonna talk about the eight massively successful like rules to to see success in 2020 that doesn't mean not only in your finances but in your health in your relationships and in your sanity and your joy you want to make sure that you're waking up every day just filled with joy and we're going to talk about that and how to get there but most importantly we have to tackle it from the ground up we got to talk about the foundation and what type of lens you're looking through life through and having the right perspective and i want to definitely definitely put perspective around this idea of how to make 2020 the greatest year you've ever had and you probably heard these things before if you haven't then this is the first time that's exciting you're gonna have some really great perspective but if you heard it before this is a massive reminder for you this is gonna be a great reminder that you could take into 2020 and we're gonna dive in right now so before we dive in I just want to again say thank you for listening and tuning in I want to talk about the opportunity of life and there's a quote that I absolutely live my life by and it's by Mark Twain we think I don't know like if you guys are all quotes conspiracies out there like it's Mark Twain possibly who knows but the quote goes there are two most important days of your life and that's the day that you're born and the day that you find out 
why you were born. And I absolutely love this quote because we're not just born to pay bills and die. Um, I talk about that a lot, that you're not just created, you're not designed to just be here and not make a difference and not have any significance whatsoever. You're a person of impact. And I hope in 2020, we could get rid of that language or that that title influencers and we could make the this idea of becoming a person of impact famous. Because if you're a person of impact, like every person has as in proximity to somebody and influencing someone, but there's a difference between influence and impact, right? Influence is like, I'm going to influence you to, to buy this product or influence you to start doing this. But a person of impact is creating a deep connection, a deep connectivity, uh, in, in the direction of where someone's life goes. So being a person of impact because you have impact or was in proximity of someone else's life form and you have were in proximity and you have conversations and you got an opportunity to to speak into the life you have now created impact and that took their life this direction and when you showed up that dramatically and significantly changed that person's direction in a whole different way and i love that because i have tons of friends and mentors that have done that for myself i have tons of friends that have influenced my life in a way that they've created massive impact and that changed the direction and course of my life. And honestly, that's what my prayer is for divine hustle for your life is that, that we are able to create this massive impact to pour into you as a human being, to help you understand that you have a purpose and it's amazing and it's significant and you're going to be able to crush it. And we want to give you the tools and resources for you to discover your God-given purpose to follow that and and to really thrive in this lifetime and make the greatest impact you could ever make. Now, I want to talk about the first part of that quote, which is the two most important days is the day you were born. So the day you were born, think about this. Now, scientists have figured out the probability and the odds of you being born at the moment in time that you were born with the parents and the DNA that you have calculating the catastrophes that have happened on planet earth with dinosaurs with weather problems weather climates all that stuff and all the wars that we had the probability they have been able to calculate the probability of you actually being born for a time like this to be in this decade in this generation and that you weren't born in the 1800s you couldn't like why are you born now in 2000 in in this moment to experience 2020 then being born in a time of like the 1400s or you know the the 100s like what you got to understand the significance and the probability that you are here you're listening to this podcast you're you have the relationships that you have. You have the parents that you have. You have the community that you have. You are born in the location that you were born. And I absolutely, absolutely love this mindset because I was adopted as a kid and I could have been born in a completely different environment. I could have been born across the world in the Philippines or in wherever. I could have been born to completely different parents and and have completely different set of, of upbringing. So... It, it just hits me so hard to think about the time that I was born and, and when I was born and with whom I was born into. So 
they have figured out that the chances of being born is somewhere around one out of 400 trillion. One out of 400 trillion is the opportunity that you have been conceived and born in the time and generation that you have. And like, honestly, it's like, whoa, 100, one out of 400 trillion. Wow, that sounds insignificant like that that's like a massive number and like i really want to give you perspective about what one out of 400 trillion looks like because a lot of us will just brush this number off our shoulder and be like okay that doesn't matter but i really want to break it down for you so to put this in perspective one trillion one just one trillion is equal to one thousand billion which is equal to one thousand thousand million and that's not like a typo or nothing. It was just like 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 million, right? I can't even like comprehend what 400 trillion looks like. So what's the probability of being of you being born? It's the probability of 2.5 million people getting together about the population of San Diego, where my wife's from. And each one, each person playing a game of dice with a trillion sided piece. of Imagine like a piece of dice that's like a trillion sided piece. And these 2.5 million people are, are, are in this massive state. That's like, that's like 40, 50,000 seater football fields, right? That's like 40 of those. So 2.5, the population of San Diego all, each had a trillion sided dice. And they roll that dice at, at the same time and they all landed and came up with the exact same number. That is the chance of you being born in the time that you are born today. So imagine that 2.5 million people rolling a 1 trillion sided dice at the exact same time and all 2.5 million people landing on the exact same number that's the that's the chance of you being born. That's one out of 400 trillion. That just got to blow your mind. Like for me, when I think about that, that blows my mind completely. It is a miracle. It's an event. It's an event so unlikely to happen. And it cannot, it's, it's almost impossible for that to happen. So by that definition of impossibility, man, I got to say like, you're a miracle. You are a miracle for, for being alive in the time that you are alive in, and which is today. And I've got so much to say about that. You know, when Britt and I, like we, we have a baby coming in, in March, March 24th. And I can't, I can't begin to tell you just the experience that we had for this kind of like miracle to happen. And a lot of you know our story, our backstory, but for you new time listeners, you know, it's a miracle because we've been through three miscarriages and we've been married for three and a half years now, but we've been through three miscarriages and they were just devastating. They were devastating to us because of the process of, of losing a child and, and, even though they were early long in the process, it was just still devastating for your body to go through something like that. But especially in the first one, we had to have, Britt had an ectopic pregnancy and we had to go under surgery and we hadn't, we just had gotten married. It was probably like about a year into our marriage and we just had no idea what to do. 
we're just sitting in the hospital in like the worst hospital in California. And we were scared. We were so scared. We, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what, what was going to happen. And we needed a miracle. And more, more than a miracle, we needed hope. And after that ectopic pregnancy, a week right after that, Brit's appendix exploded. It erupted. So we had to go back into surgery just a week after. And it was just like a really devastating experience. And it's been a journey, but for some reason, the challenges and struggles that we go went through fuels the grit and the gratitude. It shapes our life. Everything that we've been through has shaped our lives. And the lens that we look through life is that of gratitude. Like I can tell you absolutely today that I'm so filled with gratitude and thankful. And this is why like my journey with God and like my whole belief and the lens I look through is is through that, is of gratitude that I see life so precious being adopted and discovering all that and the things that I went through in my life and the struggle with that uh, of not knowing who my family, my, my biological parents were, that was a struggle. And that shaped and transformed my life and my view, my worldview. And then going on mission trips in third world countries completely shaped the way I thought about our culture and how you know, the world is, is, and it's not just like, you know, happy go lucky, you know, and like you get everything that you want in America and all this other stuff, but it was one of challenge. It is one of like, what are we doing as a human being? Um, what kind of impact are we creating? What are we doing with our life? That's serving and helping others and our neighbors, not just across the world, but our physical neighbor down the street, right across the street or in the community that, that we're in. Those are the types of questions that I ask myself, you know, going into the new year, but usually just all year round through meditation and in my mornings and my daily routines, I think about those things quite often. So I just want to ask you, knowing that probability of, of life, you being alive today, how does that make you feel about your existence? Just think about it. Take one moment right now to think about the things that you went through through your life in your life and the probability of you breathing and and being here today being having this opportunity to even listen to this podcast what does that make you feel about your existence do you see it as significant or do you see it as like okay you just wake up and do the mundane stuff like it doesn't really affect you i really want you to take a moment right now and think about how that probability can shape and alter the way you see life. So let's just take a moment and think about that right now. Well, I can't speak for you, for myself, when I really think about it, the gratitude is overwhelming and humbling. In fact, this understanding gives me a boost of energy to make life meaningful for others but also for myself. It's all about serving people in this life, whether you're in business for yourself or you work in a career or you work in an agency or you work at a church or you, you're you always serving people. It's all about serving others because your life is important. Your moment here is important and it is significant. And um, it's just so funny because I think about it like just recently uh, we went to go watch Star Wars Rise of Skywalker with our friends DJ and Kirsten. And um, I was just sitting there in the IMAX theater thinking, man, like 
the, the first scene rolled up and it's it's always starts off the way it starts off with the words a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and i was just thinking about that and um it reminded me of a video i watched the other day um of this zoom out of the earth and like the moon and like the whole universe and it was going it was backing out and you see all like the the milky way galaxy that we live in and it backed out and it showed our galaxy like you know it showed all types of galaxies and all the stars and all the universes and like it was just insane how many stars and how many galaxies and how many billions and billions and billions of of planets and stars are out there and i like figured i was like oh my gosh when i when i read the line it triggered me a long time ago in a galaxy far far away i totally got triggered and was like i was like whoa the universe is massive 100 billion galaxies and each galaxy has 100 billion suns and at least 100 billion stars now they discovered that there's 100 billion black holes which is why probably some days i feel really depressed because oh my gosh you know every day i really want to be like super upbeat and cheery and excited and grateful but sometimes i'm like man i feel really sad what's up with that it's probably because of the black holes you know but you got to think about that. There's over a hundred billion, not million, billion. And like our brains can't even calculate that. Our brains can't even calculate how, what that even looks like and what we can't even do it. It's our brains are so small. Now, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? That there's a hundred billion galaxies out there filled with a hundred billion suns and a hundred billion stars with a hundred billion black holes. And the idea is, is this, is how many of you right now, if, if you're listening to this podcast, um, that's great. But if you're watching this podcast, how many of you can see me right now? And if you're listening to this in your car or you're cleaning up your house or you're at the gym, how many of you can just blink and, and see what's in front of you right now? Because... Man, that's a miracle in itself because you have this visual visual cortex in your brain connected to the retina of your eye that has 110 million cones, 7 million rods, and over a million nerve fibers all working in harmony so that you can actually see things, that your brain processes all of that. It takes that information and it downloads it to your brain and, and your brain is like, oh, this is what that is. And it's computing these things. So you have over several hundred billion brain cells and neural connections somewhere around the trillions. And every second your brain is doing a trillion comp computations. So every second your brain is calculating a trillion pieces of information and not one of those brain cells are the same. So they're all unique, they're all different. And any given second, your body just generated over two to 10 million brand new blood cells red blood cells and you have over 100 million white blood cells being stored right now in your bone marrow alone if your body is producing new red white blood cells every second how does it know how to create more of you and not someone else right so you have a lot of those things and it's generating dna and it's generating all kinds of things all at once every second every blood cell has strands that have over six feet of DNA coiled up 
inside of each cell. That DNA is like a code, like a map that knows how to make more of you. It has all the information about how to make more of you and not of someone else. Does that make sense? And if you stretch all the coils of the DNA, you could actually take that length of strands and stretch them out. And they would be about 80 billion miles of instructions of how to create more of you. So if you are physically able to do that, you could actually go from the earth to the sun and back about 400 times. And that's how much information lives in your body. It just shows how significant you are. There are 100 billion galaxies, 100 billion suns, 100 billion stars, 100 billion black holes. And when we go down to the details, there are all, there are all these minute details in our body that is allowing us to function and see and experience our, our place here in life and on this earth. And sometimes you just want to wake up and have like a vanilla latte and call it a day, man, like so much time is wasted when you don't have a lens that you can look through that makes life so significant. That doesn't, that you're not putting something at the end of your, your day to achieve a goal and and that's not making you want to get up every morning and just create something or do something or serve somebody with the energy that you have and i hope that today we can discover in this podcast that there's something greater out there for you to accomplish that this one in 400 trillionth opportunity is insane and for you to be a human being on this earth in this moment is significant and you got to choose what you're going to live for and what your mission is going to be in life. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. And, and now that we discovered that we have this significant life story, I want to challenge you to think beyond 2020. I want you to feel your mission is important. I want you to, to discover that your your life's mission is really important, not just for you and for you to achieve an award or anything like that, but your mission is important because there's someone on the other side of that mission, that there's someone on the other side of the decisions that you make. And you got to understand that your decisions impact the people around you and the people that you've never met before. And you're probably never going to meet. That person is going to impact the way that they live their life, depending on what you do with yours. So I really want you to take out a pen, piece of paper, maybe pull out your phone, your notes, and jot down what your mission is in life. If you haven't done this, this is a great practice and now's the time to do it. Now's the time to sit there and actually think like, hey, like maybe I never thought about what my mission is in life, or maybe I have thought about my mission is in life and then seasons change and then you were prescribed a new mission, you know? so. Take this moment right now and think about what is the mission that you're on? What is it? Is it to serve people? Is it to um, get your doctor degree and, and, and whatever field you, you, you're passionate about? Like, are, are you called into ministry? Are you called into the career, the workforce? Are you called to be a business owner? Are you called to, to tell stories through visual communications? What is your mission? in life you know i i want to share a little bit about what my mission is and is to help serve people um and it's helped to tell to give you the power to tell your story through visual communication and visual arts whether it's photography film podcasting 
Um, but most importantly, I think my mission is just to love people the way Jesus loved me. Um, that's my biggest thing. I think about death a lot. Um, and it's, it's kind of like sad, right? And it sounds like it's very like, oh man, that, that's a downer. You think about death. Like I've experienced people dying in my life since I was like a little kid. I was probably about four years old when my grandma passed away, away right next to me. And um, since then I've had friends that were my age is like 19, 20, like growing up, I've had people die left and right. And I've been at too many funerals and I've seen the funerals um, like that were like, okay, God honoring funerals were like, dude, this guy, this person, this, this woman believed in Jesus and they've spent their whole life serving people. And then a funeral that never experienced Jesus. They, they've never actually experienced God throughout their life. And it is the most sad, emptiest feeling I've ever, ever experienced through a funeral. And I think about my death and, and the legacy that I leave with my family and my friends and the impact that I've made, not, um, and I, I don't do it to be like, Oh man, like I'm going to die. Like I do it because I'll, I know that I want to know that when my funeral, when it's time for me, in my at my funeral people aren't going to say yo john they're going to come up and, and speak maybe hopefully and they're going to be like john yeah he was a really creative person he was great with a camera like i don't want them to say that that's why i don't really share much of my work out there you know and try to showcase a lot of what i can do um that's one big reason why i don't do that on on social platforms and I know it's important to share your work and all that stuff and have a portfolio that's like on my website and stuff. But to me, that's not the most important thing in life. I feel like the most important thing to me that I want to hear when I, at my funeral, if I were to attend is, is wow, John, he really knew that Jesus loved him. And by knowing that he was able to make an impact in the world. Like he was able to serve people because he saw people the way Jesus saw him. And that's what I want to leave with. And I don't care if I have friends that don't know that side of me or have experienced that yet, or like they're not super religious. I'm not a religious person at, by all means, but I do believe that we have been just, it, it's impossible to believe, to not believe that you have been designed and that there is a bigger force, that there is a bigger reason. There is a big, there's something outside of what we are as humans, human beings physically. And there is a bigger cause. And I want to get to know that cause. I need to know that this life is not just a blip on the radar because we only got 80 years. You know, we only got 90 years. Like it's just a breath. I want to believe. And I truly believe that we're designed that there is a loving and great God that has a plan for your life. Um, not, and it's a good plan. Um, and I say that he has a plan because our plans suck though. If I decided how my life was going to go, it would just, it would be terrible. It would, it would, oh my gosh, like it'd be terrible. <laughs> it would be fun for a while. And then I'd get really bored and I just want to start over and, and <laughs> pick, you know, a new, like, let me have another wish. Like, <laughs> so I want to really put that in perspective for you and, and really um, put that in, in your frontal cortex and really think about 
what your mission is in this life and think about when you die. You know, it's one in one. That's the ratio. Like one in one is we are all going to die eventually. It's a matter of time. You know, our time is, is ticking. What are you going to live for? You know, I hear a lot of people saying like, I'm, I would die for this country. I would die for this. I would die for a ham sandwich or something. You know, I'd die for the greatest whatever thing ever. I'd die to be a million, whatever. What would you live for? What is good enough and grandiose enough that you would live for? What kind of mission would you live for? And let me ask you this, like, do you think that your life is actually significant? So that's the first problem. If you don't believe that your life is significant, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be a really tough year for you. You're going to wake up unfulfilled every single day and you might not feel it, but it's going to hit you deeply and emotionally when it does hit you that you recognize that you wake up five years in a career that you hate, you know, and you're like, I need to change things. The world is changing. I need to change. What was I thinking? And if you're not living a life of purpose and fulfillment, then what's the well, then what's what's the reason for living, right? So you got to believe that you're born for significance and that you actually are on this planet born at this time and this moment to make a difference. Um, if this is you and you're like, John, I absolutely believe this. I absolutely believe that uh, I'm significant and there's a reason for me to be here. Then let's dive a little bit deeper. And I want to talk about your mission Um as a big picture and possibly the sum of your life's work. And that's what your mission is. You probably wrote it down or thought about it in the past couple of minutes that we have been, you know, hanging out and that's great. That's your mission. It's probably like, I want to travel the world and I want to, you know, impact and inspire others or your mission is I want to do a Ted talk or I, you know, that's great. Like those are mission. That's a good mission or your grandiose mission is just like, maybe I want to have a family. I want to have stability all that stuff. Um, that's all great, but life is, is completely made up of seasons. Um, and the mission is kind of like your, your big calling, right? The thing that you feel like you, you are here on this planet to do. And within that mission, that big mission, it's broken down into seasons. And, um, you know, we could talk about seasons. Like when you're born, you, you're born and then you start walking then you start talking then you go to grade school then you graduate from college and your favorite team loses the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Rams. Oh my gosh. And then you get married and then you have a career. Then you have kids. Then you watch them grow. Then they have kids. Then you maybe retire. Then you turn to dust, right? Like life is made of seasons. Gosh, I, I could go, I could come and I, I'm probably going to do another podcast talking about seasons and what that is, but life is made up of seasons. One season begins, one season ends, and every season prior prepares you for that season that is ahead. So it's important to recognize that life is made up of seasons. And then you got to ask yourself now, what season are you in? Because each season prepares you for the rest. So if you're thinking about 2020 in a big kind of vision, um, what season are you in now? Are you in a season of, of singleness? Are you in a season where you're in a career? Um, are you about to get married? Are you leading a team? Are you just learning and entertaining the thought of going into a career change? W what season are you in? And that is so important to define what you're going to do next and what your year is going to look like. Now, let me ask you, what is your assignment for this season? So if you figure out what the season you're in, 
if you find out first, you got to find out your mission. That's your big kind of mission statement, your purpose. This is who I am. This is what I do. And this is how I make an impact in the world. Your seasons are going to determine how you accomplish that mission. So your seasons are like, okay, and my season of singleness, guess what? Like I stayed pure. I did this. I I found out what I loved and what I was passionate about. Then I invested into my craft. You know, like you got to recognize what season are you in and what are you doing in this season? What is the assignment for you in this season? And that's how you're going to discover how you can walk every single day with purpose. Um, and, and let me tell you, I love passion. Passionate is so great, but passionate people like it, it comes and goes when when you choose a career like i've chosen a career in advertising and marketing through visual communication right and at first i f it was like a relationship i fell in love with photography and i loved the way it shaped um, my world when i was like 10 11 12 and i was so passionate about it that i didn't care about the rules. I didn't care about the rules of photography or filmmaking. I just did it because I was I was recklessly in love with it. And then when I grew up and graduated high school and I wanted to start a business in photography, doing weddings and portraits and stuff, and it, my, my life decisions and my style of life that I chose had to match my ability to produce wealth in my career. So my lifestyle didn't match my career choice when it was hard when you're struggling and you have a warehouse or you have a studio. And like, I had to recognize that like, Oh snap, like I got to build and I got to work hard for this. And that was like that season. And that passion kind of died away. Like I didn't even want to touch a camera. Like, to be honest, there was a season where I was like, I don't want to touch a camera. I don't want to create anything. I just want to sit and just write and i just there's nothing i want to do that involves being creative because it burned me out so there's a difference between passion and purpose when you can you can have passion it's good to have passion but if there's no purpose behind your passion if there's no why that drives that passion it's really not going to go as far as you'd like it to go. And that's through experience for me, at least. And let me know if you agree with that. You know, leave a comment and be like, you know what, you're right. Or you know what, you're wrong. <laughs> like, you know, it's all it's all about discovering your purpose, discovering the second part of that quote, which is the reason why you were born. So the day that you find out um, that the day you're born, then the second uh, meaningful thing is the day that you find out why. So let's talk about that why and that purpose and it's finding out what your mission is and then breaking that up in seasons so it's a, a tactical strategy in accomplishing what your ultimate mission and goals are so god works in assignments and if you could figure that out early in your life um i don't know how old you are listening right now or what season you're in in your life but i think we could all agree that life is tough and whatever season you are you're going to face challenges and you're gonna overcome those challenges. And that's what actually makes life so much worth it is overcoming those uh, those challenges and obstacles. And if you could figure out that God works in assignments earlier uh, along the journey and figuring out what those assignments are and what those seasons look like and, and embracing those assignments and, and not fighting that season. And I don't know about you, but there's been seasons where I've fought the, like I felt like I was going upstream and fighting a current 
when the season of my life was like, you're going, you're supposed to be going this direction. And I was like, I want to be there though. I want to go in that direction. And then the more and more I fought, the more and more I just struggled and the more I was tired and fatigued. And I was like, I wasn't designed for this. And like, it was true because I didn't recognize early enough that I had to be graced for the lane that I was in, that I was actually given a specific amount of grace for that race, for that marathon that I ran, that was the season, right? And then you gotta recognize like, what is the grace that you have on your life right now? Is it in your career? Is it in your leadership? Like, what is that? And go with that grace. Don't fight that grace. Recognize and come to terms with the season that you are in and knowing where you where God wants to take you and then following that current and being empowered to, um, to move that direction because it's gonna be so much um, easier, funner, joyful. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be better for you. If you did that and recognize like, you know what, maybe the, the door shutting is, is the thing telling me like, this isn't the timing for that. And this isn't the season. That doesn't mean that there's going to be another season that that door is not going to open or that opportunity won't be there. It's just saying right now, don't focus on this. I need you to focus on this. You know, maybe it's not an opportunity. Maybe it's your character. Maybe it's not like, a job but maybe it's like man i god really wants to work on your leadership skills or your communication skills so that he could elevate you and take you to another place for another season the sooner you recognize that you're on assignment and this is your season to do that the sooner you're gonna you're gonna see the blessings and you're gonna lead with great gratitude through that obedience you're gonna receive so much more blessings and recognize the life that you're living is is filled with gratitude because you're able to see that opportunities and see the season that you're in and fulfill it so i want to leave you with this um and we're going to wrap up this podcast but i want to give you eight rules to achieve massive success in 2020 and i hope this episode helped you out um, a little bit and give you a little bit perspective and i know it's it's a little long but you know what like if you're listening, continue listening. I hope this is fueling you and giving you a lot of good um, encouragement and inspiration. So these eight rules, um, it's something that I've I've found and, and I've written down, um, especially for 2020. And the thing is like, even though we have massive kind of goals and mission, um, I, I recognize that usually you fall off in those goals and resolutions in the new years. Like they just fall off in February, March, April, May. They start like, you know, you want to hit the gym like four days a week, or you want to do this, or you want to save up this much money. You want to buy a car. And it usually like, usually through mid of the year, you start to fall off on that commitment. So the idea is not to set goals, but to set a lifestyle and habits and um, making it internal, first of all, because it has to start from the top down. The things that you think about actually turns into actions and actions turns into the daily habits that you create. So if you could focus on these eight things, I believe that you're going to have a massively successful 2020, that you're going to see a lot of not only prosperity in your, your finances, but also in your joy and in your self-care and your self-awareness and all that stuff too. So number one is, is doing what you love. Figure out a way this year to do as much as you can doing what you love, you know, because if you're, we do stuff and, and I catch myself doing this is that I, I do stuff just to be busy and, and thinking that I'm going to be productive or I'm helping people, but it's not actually what I love to do. 
and I get frustrated every time that I, I find myself um, hitting like a, a, a roadblock in what I'm doing, whether it's producing something or creating something. And then I catch myself getting frustrated and I recognize I'm like, oh, it's because I don't actually love to do this or I'll, like the this project I'm working on and I'm not really passionate about it. But if I hit a roadblock and here, here's the thing about doing what you love. If you do what you love, you're going to inevitably 100 or 99.9% .9 of the time run into a challenge in that journey of producing something or, or serving people. You're going to hit a roadblock. You're going to hit a challenge and it's going to be struggle. But if you aren't doing what you love and it's not coming from your core and your heart, you're not going to have a reason to continue and fulfill what you started. You're not going to have a big enough reason to actually accomplish accomplish the things that you had set out to. It's just going to be like, here's a goal. And then halfway through, you're like, is it really worth it? I don't think so. Because you don't actually love it. So number one is do what you love. Number two is execute your ideas. Now, I make it a practice every time to write down my ideas. If it's late night or if I'm sleeping, I wake up from a dream. Like I'm writing down ideas. And if you don't do this, I encourage you, encourage you so much to practice this is to write it, write down your ideas, but not only write them down, but find time and ways to execute, execute those ideas throughout the year. Um, if it's like, oh man, I want to build or design this. I want to, um, you know, handcraft something or if I want to, you know, start a podcast or if I want to start doing wedding photography or video work or how do I start building my portfolio? There's a difference between intentionality and action, right? So your idea on paper is the intention of doing something, but executing that idea, that's the action of that idea. So not only write that idea down, but take action on it and execute it because the things that you think of are there for a reason. And let me tell you this, not all ideas are good ideas, okay? So if you write down your ideas and you're like, man, that's not a good idea or man, that's a great idea, execute on it. And if it's a bad idea, save it for later. Like who knows what it could be. Bad ideas actually turn into really great ideas. And if they're not great ideas, they turn into great stories. So either way, it's a win-win. Number three is mastering your craft. What is it that you're learning in this season? Is there something that you are learning about in this season and you should be learning something in every season um and it doesn't have to be like a physical craft like you know i'm learning how to play the guitar or i'm learning how to to draw or i'm learning how to do whatever it could be like i'm learning how to communicate to my wife i'm learning how to lead people better i'm learning how to you know become a better mentor i'm learning how to listen like what is it that you're learning master that craft if it's like i'm learning how to just sit down in the presence of god and listen to him master that craft become a master of what you're learning to do and don't just learn and then just give up learn to fulfill the learning experience which is the mastering of that craft so master that craft this year number four is don't make excuses and a lot of us is like oh you know what I didn't hit the gym because of this and that, or I didn't do this. Ooh, man, I'm telling myself, I didn't, I didn't eat right because I didn't have enough time to prep my meal. You know, like I didn't do this. Like there's a lot of excuses. I didn't put out that podcast because I didn't have enough time. Let me tell you, to, this, this podcast right here is birthed because I was sitting on the couch. We were watching Shark Tank with my wife and hanging out with our baby, Jack Russell. Her name's Piper. And we we're just hanging out. And then we're about to go to bed and I was like, I need to produce a podcast. 
because my excuse was like, oh, it's too late. But because I know and I believe that there is someone on the other side of this microphone, there's someone on the other side of this video, there's someone on the other side of this blog post that's going to read this and be encouraged and inspired, I decided I'm just not going to make an excuse and I'm just going to execute this. So here we are. Okay. So number four, don't make excuses. Number five is don't dwell on the mistakes. Let me tell you, when you're starting something new, you're going to make a lot of mistakes because you're failing at something that you've never done before. You never did it. And ultimately those are just like, when you start something, they're just thoughts and ideas put together strategically. And, and when you execute it, it's like, Oh, I ran into this problem or I ran into this problem. Um, and it was so funny cause I was, um, I was at, I'm going to, I'm sorry, Omar, I'm going to tell the story, but uh, I was at church tonight, just dropping off, um, uh, a monitor for one of our cameras. And I, I was chilling with Omar and I was pulling up, we, he pulled up the monitor. He's like, oh man, we have this camera system that we just got. It's a sling studio, which is like live made for live streaming and, and, uh, live, um, production editing and stuff. So he was putting it all together and then slowly he's like, oh man, like I got to purchase this small thing to put on this monitor. Then I got to purchase this thing. And like the theory of it is like, okay, we're going to do this live stream or live editing thing. And we have this program to produce that. But then as he went along to do it, we miscalculated some things to make this possible. So like there's like missing pieces to the puzzle, but we wouldn't have known that if we didn't start building the thing and like start testing it out. So we wouldn't had not known that we needed other pieces to connect to the equipment that we had. So that was a big mistake, but you don't want to dwell on those things and be like, Oh, we don't have that piece. Never mind. Let's not do the live stream or let's not live cut this, you know, this sermon or this session. You don't want to dwell on that and be like, Oh, imagine if you dwelled on it and nothing ever happened of it. That would just be terrible. That would be a just horrible story. That would be a tragedy, you know? So don't dwell on the mistakes because we all make them and life is full of mistakes. But the thing is the grit and gratitude comes out of the mistakes and challenges that we that that are there you know so i just want you to recognize that just we all make mistakes don't dwell on it don't carry it with you just move forward and and learn from them so number six is there's no such thing as overnight success now when we see people that are successful like successful influencers and entrepreneurs out there we get super discouraged because it's like oh that happened overnight no gary v blew up just recently in these past couple of years, but he's been doing YouTube since he was in 2005. He started doing wine library in 2005. And he always said one day it's going to feel like I blew up overnight, but he's been working at it at his craft and being on camera and producing videos and content for a very long time. Now you got to recognize that it's going to take time for stuff to grow. And a great exercise is, is to go out and plant something Go get some seeds from Home Depot, get a small pot and put it in, water it every single day, put it next to the, the, the window to get some sunlight. You're going to start recognizing that it's going to take time for that seed to grow. But at the end of it, you're going to have like a tomato tree. You're going to have uh, some f beautiful flowers. There can, there's going to be something worth value at the end of that process. So when you have a time to grow, you're going to recognize, you know what, like I just need time. There's no such thing as overnight success. And here's, here's, you want to hear some hard truth. 1% is going to be successful. Like you might not, your idea and measurement of success 
is probably like everybody else's. Like I want to have a massive following. I want to have brand endorsements. I want to have this. I want people knocking at my door and sending me stuff in my emails and, and, and my post boxes and stuff of, of gifts and stuff like Casey Neistat or, you know, all this stuff. But let me tell you, that's the 1%. You got to redefine what your success looks like. Does success look like I have a million followers or does success look like I've helped someone go a direction that they weren't, they didn't know they were meant to be going. Now they're going the right direction. What is success? You got to define what that is and operate in that and recognize it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time when you take time um, to, to know the impact and significance that you carry and have in your life. Number seven is, is don't care what others have. And I am telling myself this because since social media, it's so easy to to look at other people's life and be like, I want what they have. I want the followers they have. I want the influence they have. I want the gear that they have. I want this that they have. I want the personality. I want the following. I want X, X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So like, do not care what other people's have and don't covet those things. Like, don't look at those things and be like, my life would be so much better if I had blankety, blankety, blank. Because the truth is, if you're not happy with what you have now, you're not going to be happy with what you have if you have what they have. And that's the reality. And for someone, you need to hear that bad. So don't care what other people have. And the last one, number eight, the most important thing, the glue that holds everything together is trust God in the process. You want to trust God in the process and know that he has designed you and he knew you before you were born and he created just an amazing life and plan for, for you to live out. It's about staying in tune with him and trusting God in the process, even though things don't look the way that they are supposed to be in your head and that your measurement of success doesn't quite look that way. Like you didn't plan on having struggles or like hiccups or maybe you lost a job and you're looking for another career and you're like, I was supposed to be married at this time or I was supposed to have kids at this time or I was supposed to get a car at this year or I was supposed to buy my first house. So those things, those check marks, like who who told you that you needed to do that at the age that you're at, you know? So let me tell you who defines your process or your life. It's God. So he's in, he's he knows all things and he's going to, take you step by step to get to the destination that you need to be in, but you got to trust God in the process. You know, it's all about trusting God. And, and obviously it's, it's, it's 200% mindset, right? It's all about praying like it's up to God and hustling like it's up to you. You got to get off the bench and start playing in the game. You got to start getting out there and hustling and doing your part. And God's going to meet you at 100% and he's going to show up 100% and you got to show up 100%. So in that process, partnering with God, he's going to, you're going to accomplish a lot of things that he's created you to do above and beyond. And you're going to see the impact that you're able to, to make in this planet, knowing that these next 80 years or so, it's going to be a life of impact in 2020 is the year that you recognize how significant your life is. So I just want to thank you again um, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it poured into you some way, somehow. 
and that you uh, were able to take something away from this. And I'm really excited for the next episode. I have my good friend DJ coming on to the show and we are talking about self-awareness and where to start with self-awareness and the benefits of having self-awareness. And he's a, um, a therapist and he also is the host of Creators Therapy. So I cannot wait for you to tune in to the next episode with DJ. It's going to be really exciting. So thanks again for tuning in. And I just want you to go forth and feel and act like the miracle that you are and recognize that you are a miracle and you are significant. So again, if you want to connect with us here at Divine Hustle, um, it's Divine Hustle in Instagram, Facebook, join our community, check out divinehustle.com. We got tons of blogs, tons of things that you could catch up on, some episodes and stuff as well. Find us on YouTube. And we have tons of free resources on our website. So stuff to help you in your new year, discover your mission, your purpose, all those kinds of things. And also give you tons of resources and tools for your, to, to help you with your social media so that you can continue to get that message out um, and, and things that's gonna help you and building your team at church or building your team at work or wherever you're at. We have tons of resources, go check that out. If you wanna connect with me, um, John Mediana um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Hang out with me. I'd love to connect with you. Go to um, If you want to shoot us an email, connect at divinehustle.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we also want to know, like, how can we make this content more for you? Like, I, we appreciate every single listener. We appreciate you listening and tuning in. Go to divinehustle.com backslash quiz to help us really define um, what type of content you would love to hear on these po- these podcasts? We have we're continuing our series and where to start, and this is going to go for a couple of weeks. We're having again DJ next week. My wife's coming on. We're talking about where to start in your relationships. We have my pastors Jabin Chavez and Shannon Chavez coming on the podcast, talking about where to start in your faith, where to start in business, um, where to start in planning a church, all that kind of stuff. And we're doing a massive. Um, we have a massive surprise, but I'm not going to drop it um, now. I just want to plug it in so that you get excited about it. We're going to announce something really exciting coming up in these next couple of weeks. And please do stay tuned in this podcast. And thank you for being a part of the Divine Hustle Tribe. We love you guys. And we just pray that you uh, discover your significance in this world and that you make that massive impact. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.